Hey, Hannah. Hey, Kate. What do you got to drink today? Today, I am enjoying one of our favorites, a Doc Pop. Oh, actually, it's a Doc Pop Poppy. I was thinking it was an Olipop. Essentially, same thing. (laughs) Very delicious, very refreshing, extra bubbly. Um, A great little afternoon pick-me-up. Yum. That sounds really good. I actually love the Doc Pop probiotic soda. Oh, sorry. I love the Doc Pop Poppy more than the Dr. Pepper version of Olipop. I would have to agree with you. I think both flavors are really good, but I love the extra bubbles in Doc Pop. Me too. More carbonation. Me too. You know, throwback to a previous episode. Yes. (laughs) Where we figured that out. Yes. (laughs) What about you, Kate? What are you enjoying today? Well, I've got a little decaf latte, homemade decaf latte and I threw some protein powder in it, vanilla protein powder. So it's got a little extra protein mm. and it's a little sweet. So. It's so tasty. Yeah, the protein powder that you have, what what protein powder is it? It's ca- from a lady who has a blog. It's called Be Well by Kelly. Yes, that's right. It's so good. I feel like every time you've like had me try drinks that you've made with that protein powder in it, it's so creamy yeah no i will say i love this protein powder and all it is is um like grass-fed beef collagen i Mm. think and monk fruit sweetener and i think like vanilla beans or something like that easy yeah simple simple easy delicious very good yeah if you're interested in in a protein powder (laughs) definitely recommend good to know Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right ready to get into it yeah let's do it howdy from houston I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And today we are giving a little life update. So in the past, we've called this our favorites, where we go through a favorite book, podcast, dish, coffee shop in Houston, and the specialty that we are currently interested in. However, my favorite book, for example, like might stay the same over the course of a year. And since we do these episodes twice a year, we decided to do more like current things so like current book we're reading current podcast we're listening to a dish we've been making a lot a coffee shop we've been going to a lot and then a specialty we are currently thinking about the specialty one is pretty much the same mm-hmm. but the others were changing from like favorites to current and loving so hannah why don't you get us started off with your favorite book i, I mean think- sorry not favorite book current book you're reading <laughs> current book that I'm reading which not sure if it's going to be a favorite yet because I just started it uh, but I'm really excited to read it it's called The Best Minds it's written by this man named Jonathan Rosen and it's a story about Jonathan's best friend from college so this man named Michael Laudor he was this incredibly smart intelligent clever man they met Michael and Jonathan met at Yale Uh, Michael graduated in three years he was just incredibly intelligent and kind and a really good friend until one day he had a psychotic break and was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, which as we learned in med school in our neuro block, that that age range is very typical to see that kind of diagnosis. So when I first heard about this book, you know, it kind of tripped that memory of being a neuro and definitely got me interested in more of the medical side of the storyline. Um, but essentially this man, Michael was just really determined to make the most out of his life, even with this really tragic diagnosis. 
uh, and the day that actually he was in the hospital uh, experiencing this psychotic break, he also found out that he got into Yale Law School. And so he goes on to complete and graduate from Yale's law school and he wrote a memoir and just like became this really inspirational story and just the whole world which I I I don't really remember this happening but I just I remember hearing maybe like whispers about this storyline but now that I've you know started reading about the book it's just very inspiring this man and there were movie rights bought for the book and like this whole movie was going to be produced and it was just this going to be this very inspiring book and story and movie and the whole world was going to know about it until so 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 tragically Michael suffered from another psychiatric episode and he murdered his girlfriend uh, in just this horrible state of psychosis and so that led to the inspirational story no longer being so inspirational and encouraging instead being this really tragic storyline and so Jonathan Rosen the author of this book decided to write just kind of his perspective of the whole experience the whole tragedy the friendship the family everything that kind of fell out of that and just the aftermath of the whole story so I'm looking forward to reading it so far Jonathan Rosen seems like an incredible author like I've only read two chapters and I'm just sucked in. He just is, has a really great way of making you feel like you're right there in the story and just describing people and the setting. You just feel very immersed in the storyline. So I'm excited to read the rest of it. It's a pretty hefty looking book, um, but a cool storyline of just family, friendship, tragedy with this really neat medical perspective thrown in there. So I think it'll be a really good read. I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. I would actually be very interested to read that when you're done with it. Okay, you can ha- you can borrow it. I'll loan it to you. No problem. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Benefits of being roommates. <laughs> yes, exactly. Easy to borrow books. Yeah, it was also on this list. It was on a, several lists of like most recommended books to read this year. Um, I know it was on like the Goodreads top 30 list. And I think it was also on um, former President Obama's list of favorite books or something like that. So well-recommended book. I'm excited okay. to read it. Cool. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear more about it. Absolutely. All right, Kate, what about you? What are you reading right now? I'm reading Devil in the White City. So to my dad, if you are listening to this podcast, congratulations. I'm finally reading this book. (laughs) My dad has been telling me and like everyone he knows to read this book for years. He doesn't read much, but he read this and loves it. And I actually haven't told him yet because I'm going to surprise him when I'm done and be like, guess what, dad? I read the book. (laughs) Um, I don't remember who it's by, but if you look it up, you know, it'll be the first book that comes up. It's a very, very popular book. This book is about the Chicago World's Fair, and there was a serial killer who was actually also a doctor at the time. It was in, like, the late 19th century, I believe, and the Chicago – thank you, Hannah. It is by Eric. Eric Larson. So, Devil in the White City, Eric Larson. The Chicago World's Fair in the late 19th century, there was this guy who came to the fair, super unassuming, sweet-looking, sounding, appearing man who lured women into his house, I believe. I believe it was um, like a place for people to stay. So, like, sort of an apartment, but, like, a big house type of thing, and he would murder them. So, I'm very excited to read it. Yikes. 
yeah. a little bit of a spooky storyline. Yeah. And I'm <sighs> just getting to the part where you kind of hear about a little bit about his childhood mm. and like he didn't have many friends. And then the one friend he did have died tragically. And then he arrives in Chicago for the first time and he's looking for a job. And so he's super sweet and goes to this pharmacy who's uh, the pharmacy is run by this older woman whose husband is dying of cancer. Mm. And he talks to the older woman as if he's doing her a favor by just like, you know, working there, helping out soon enough. The, the lady's husband passes away and then according to him telling everyone else what happened to the lady he says that she went to california to visit some relatives that she hadn't seen in a while and mm-hmm. you know after a few weeks a few months um you know actually she just decided to stay there because she really loved it out there so he ended up taking over the shop aka he murdered her surprise surprise yeah my goodness and this is a true story Yes. Wow. Ooh, spooky. I know. Yikes. So what, what time period did you say this was? The late 19th century. So mm. like 1880s, 1890s. Yeah. So back when Chicago was a really gross, stinky, Yuck. dirty city. As they were all were back in the day, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all cities. Not not calling out Chicago here. <laughs> right, no. I love Chicago. But back in the day, I don't know if it would have been the safest place to live. Yeah, that sounds really, really nutso. Yeah. Oh, man, you can never trust anybody. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky, yes. Okay, so next, podcast. Podcast. What are you listening to right now, Hannah? Well, currently... As we are approaching our first major board exam, step one, I have tried to dedicate some of my downtime where I would normally listen to a podcast that I really enjoy to listening to podcasts that are somewhat more educational towards like prepping for step one. So I have been listening to this one podcast in particular called Crush Step One. And it's basically just based on the USMLE guide to doing well on step one. It follows a chapter kind of format. Each episode is about one hour, uh, which makes it really nice for if I'm out running errands or if I'm going for a run or just going for a walk or doing a workout or something like that where I can listen to this material. And my setup is I like to read the corresponding chapter in our favorite first aid textbook which is essentially just a guidebook to step one and doing well on that it's a really nice abbreviated hefty study guide um really great reference material so love to reference that I like to read that chapter on whatever subject matter I want to review so I'll read the neurology chapter and it goes over embryology goes over um physiology goes over pathology kind of read through the whole chapter get a really good refresher and then I'll listen to the episode of the podcast that goes over that chapter as well. So it's kind of just a nice 
set it all in, kind of quiz myself as they're talking, you know, when they start bringing up a new, a new subject, maybe I'll pause it and I'll try and just list off all the information that I remember about that or the little mnemonics that I use and all those little things. So it's a good little way to really solidify that information again, kind of just have that nice um, basal flow of information into my brain, <laughs> kind of osmosis learning style, <laughs> but great little way to just kind of change up my, my normal routine that I already have going on to help me prep for step. Yeah, I actually think that's an amazing way to study and I'm going to start doing that because that's a great way to learn things. And it's just, it doesn't feel like a lot of extra work. You know, when you're getting into the step one study time period, it feels like you might have to really change up your routine, add a whole new thing, a whole new way of studying, like incorporating our practice questions that we've been doing. Like that is a newer element to prep for this exam and not just like preparing for the current organ blocks that we're studying in. So just replacing the podcast that I normally listen to with this podcast felt very easy, not intimidating, simple little way to just kind of mix things up and get some easy studying in. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to passively listening to something because our subconscious brains are always listening and it's good to have this in the subconscious <laughs> as well as the conscious. And I will take any method that I can get. <laughs> exactly. Me too. Me too. All right, Kate, what podcast are you currently listening to? I have currently been listening to this podcast called Trailblazer. It's about being empowered to pave your own way in the world and also personal growth. So uh, one specific episode, if you're interested in checking it out, because pretty much every episode I listen to, I leave with like my mind blown and so excited to just like go do what I want to do in my life. Because these two women who co-host the show, they are very much not about following just like, you know, the path and making your own path and doing what really like what you came here to do and like finding that because like obviously like I don't know exactly what I came to this earth to do in this lifetime but you know you can take one step at a time and kind of figure it out and figure out what you really love doing and what you're passionate about and they really inspire me to do that so one episode that I would recommend if you are curious about this podcast is called if you're not getting constructive feedback you're doing it wrong So actually, I was really worried about listening to this episode at first because these ladies are very honest and they get right down to the thick of things. And I was honestly worried I couldn't handle it and like what they were going to say. So I skipped that episode when it came out and I listened to other ones, (laughs) but I did go back and listen to it and it ended up being so good to hear because they talk about embracing feedback, especially constructive feedback without tying it to self-worth. So Hannah, if you were going to say, Kate, you need to do more dishes, you know, I could take that constructive feedback and tell myself like, oh my gosh, Hannah thinks I don't do enough dishes. Like she must hate me. The world (laughs) is going to end. Or I could say, oh, that's fair. I haven't been doing my fair share recently. So yeah, I'll step it up, which is a very healthy way to do it. I feel like. They also discuss how powerful it is to embrace vulnerability, especially in a big group, because you might have questions that might seem silly, 
But so many people might have the same question, but they might be too afraid to ask. So if you can have the courage to ask that question and be vulnerable on a small or a large scale, it could really benefit other people. And again, it can be very powerful Mm -hmm. depending on the time, place, situation, of course. Um, So they, in the episode, talk about some pretty powerful situations where it was like, they were really vulnerable. So like one of them is like the CEO of company. And she said she asked a question where she was like, I know this sounds like a really dumb question, but I got to ask it in front of all these people who are also CEOs. Like it was like some sort of master class or something like that. Mm. And she said that afterwards she had people coming up to her, literally thanking her for asking that question because they were all too afraid to ask it and afraid Mm. to look stupid. Yeah. But they had the same question. And so I also thought that was very interesting, um, a very interesting part of the podcast episode. So definitely recommend this this show. Yeah, it sounds like a really good podcast. Um, a couple of thoughts on just the asking silly sounding questions. I feel like being in med school has really challenged us to do that. I just feel like we're constantly realizing how much we don't know and how learning that information is so much more valuable than your pride and just knowing that I would so much rather look silly in front of a room of 45 50 people and ask this question so I can know that information and be better prepared to serve my patients in the future than be so concerned and caught up in my own pride of not wanting to ask this simple question that I don't learn that information and down the line and less prepared Yeah, I'm so with you, especially when like at the end of the day, you're treating people and you have people's lives that you're responsible for. So looking stupid for a few minutes is so worth it in the long run to like know the information. Yeah. And changing our perspective from like being a being afraid of looking dumb to being excited to learn new things, you know, and just really framing everything with like getting rid of that fear of how am I going to look to all these other people? Like that's not what's important. That's not important at all. Right. Well, and also you can't control how you look to other people because (laughs) they're going to interpret how they want to interpret you, you know, however they want. Like in this example that I just gave, the other people were in awe and like so thankful that the host of this podcast asked whatever question she asked. Exactly. Versus like maybe in some other situations, people might be like, oh, you didn't know that? Like, and there can be anything in between. So that's another thing about like, you know, don't worry about what people think about you. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're often being told that if you have a question in mind, it's very, very, very likely that somebody else is experiencing or is thinking that exact same question. So If you're wondering it, somebody else probably is too. Go ahead and ask the question. If not just for your benefit, for the benefit of people around you. Exactly. I also really liked what you said about the the trailblazing element of it, like starting your own path and being willing to take this constructive criticism. And a thought that I had was a lot of people, myself included, are very willing to admit that we are imperfect. It's not hard to say that, oh, I'm not perfect. You know, I make a lot of mistakes, whatever. But then simultaneously not being able to take constructive criticism is just this complete antithesis of that. Like you can't simultaneously say I am not perfect and then not be willing to know how you're not perfect. Yeah, I'm with you. 
I will say with that, I think it can be kind of scary to go into a conversation where you know you're going to get constructive criticism. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why I was like worried about listening to this episode because I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say? Am I doing something (laughs) wrong? And then I listened and I was like, okay, I think I could do this. Like I was so inspired, Hannah, that after I listened to this episode, I was like, I think I finished it on a walk with Scoopy. And after I finished the episode, I was like, all right, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit down with Hannah and I'm going to ask her to give me constructive feedback (laughs) and tell me everything wrong with me so I can be better. Like that was literally my thought process. That's how inspired I was. (laughs) All right, Kate, put it on the calendar. We can have a one-on-one. All right. All right. Hey, I'm done. Right after double the time. So you can give me the exact same feedback. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, and another thing they talk about in the episode is, how valuable it is to do it with people who really love you Mm -hmm. because you know that they're coming from a place of love and, and they are coming from a place of love. Like it's, there's trust on both ends versus like if you're at work and you're asking for constructive feedback from your boss who maybe you're not super close with, Mm -hmm. um, that could be a little different than a really close friend or a close colleague. Right. I think on the receiving end, you know that the, feedback that you're receiving is being spoken with love just like you said and then on the giving side of things like if you're the one who's giving that feedback having that close relationship allows you to know that the person who is receiving this knows where you're coming from and you can you can trust the fact that they're not going to be heartbroken by the feedback that you're giving you have that like that close enough relationship where both parties can be trusted Right. And in the giving part, you really care about that person. So a lot of thought is going into the feedback to make sure it is constructive. And it's not just like, oh, I want to dig at this person. Or Mm -hmm. on the other hand, like, oh, I don't really care enough to give them feedback. So I'm just going to say like the generic things. Right. Like I think about when we do feedback forms for school. Oh my gosh. Every class we have to fill out these somewhat tedious feedback forms and I do think about the professors that we give feedback for that are really invested and are there all the time and really show up for us as students like I love filling out those feedback forms because I know that the positive things that I say are going to go they're going to be noticed and then the more constructive things that I have to put in are, are also going to be taken seriously because I know that these are professors that are really passionate about what they do so like giving feedback in that scenario absolutely the same thing yeah yeah I would agree I do have my generic uh template in my head that I use and then (laughs) I do go off of that when I have more to say or yeah yeah absolutely okay next is a dish that we've been really into right now so Mm -hmm. Hannah what have you been making in the kitchen well, there is one dish in particular. Um, I made it for the first time, I think, in December. It might have been, might have been late November. I'm not sure, but took a break from it over Christmas time, and remembered it when we came back from the holidays and was like, I need to make that again ASAP. And I'm already <laughs> almost done with it. I'm gonna need to make another one because it's just so good. So might sound a little silly, but I eat this for breakfast, and it's called baked yogurt. And it's kind of like a pumpkin cheesecake (laughs) for breakfast. (laughs) My favorite kind of meal. Uh, So simple ingredients. It's just Greek yogurt, pumpkin puree, uh, a bunch of eggs, like four eggs, 
little maple syrup to give it some sweetness. And then I like to add pumpkin pie spice and some salt just to bring out those good flavors. And then you just all put it in a bowl and mix it up and throw it in the oven. 350 for about 45 minutes. Super easy. And it comes out like a cheesecake. It's so good. It's definitely lighter than a cheesecake. It's not quite as dense, but it gives off the same feel. It's kind of that uh, thicker pie-like texture, but a little fluffy because of all the eggs that are in there. So it's really high in protein. Um, You know all the ingredients that you're putting in there. So you can control how much sugar you put in. And again, it's maple syrup. So it's a little bit better as far as the sweeteners go. Um, And it's just such a great flavor. And I love eating it with uh, like granola in the mornings as kind of like a pseudo pie crust. Um, Or I, this might be a little silly, but I like to put a little bit of like I have half and half usually in the fridge for my coffee and just like pouring a little bit of that on top of it to kind of give it like a creaminess, like a sauce almost, (laughs) but it's so good. So I've really, I've been making that a lot. That's one of my favorites. But yeah, it is really good. I've tried it. Can confirm. It's delicious. (laughs) And the base recipe of the baked yogurt itself, just mostly the Greek yogurt, the eggs and um, the maple syrup or whatever sweetener you want to use. That's kind of the baseline. And the pumpkin is added for the pumpkin pie flavor. But if you want to make a different type, like you could totally add something else with equivalent amount of like wet ingredients. So I think it's like half a cup of pumpkin puree. So just sub the pumpkin puree with um, like fruit puree. Like you could do blueberries or blackberries or something like that. Or pumpkin butter. Or pumpkin butter. (laughs) For a little bit of a sweeter treat. A little bit of a sweeter treat. Yeah, so you can definitely sub the the pumpkin for other things uh, just to give it like a different flavor profile um haven't tried that yet but I know that those are some options um this recipe I actually got it from my mom (laughs) not even a not even a link to a website it was a picture of a screen on I think a picture of her laptop screen or something that she sent to me from an Instagram post (laughs) and all it is is just the ingredients and what temperature to bake it at and I've made it probably four or five times now it's definitely a favorite super easy so very thankful for that random photo that my mom sent me one time (laughs) that's so funny so good all right Kate what have you been making a lot of lately well it's actually been a little bit difficult to think of this one because my boyfriend is in town and he loves to cook a lot of variety so he's been in town thankfully for a really long time a few weeks now um but this has been a tough one but then I thought about my breakfasts and realized that I have been making a lot of tacos recently. So, yeah, breakfast tacos have been delicious. Mm. I will say I've also been making other kinds of tacos, too. It started as breakfast tacos, just, like, meat and eggs mixed together. And then I figured out that some caramelized onions go a long way. Mm, I love caramelized onions. They're so good. They're so good. A little avocado. Um, we have done some just like tacos with chicken fajita meat, really good as well. But the best tacos I've made recently were with leftover barbecue with brisket and pulled pork added. Yeah. I added (laughs) pickled onions, pickled jalapenos, a little sour cream and some green tomatillo salsa. It was so Mm. good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So good. I'm like not hungry right now because I ate right before this and my mouth was watering. Yeah. <laughs> so, so too. 
Oh, love tacos, especially down here in Texas. I feel like so many places know how to make tacos just so right. And ingredients are super easy to find at grocery stores to make tacos just because everybody makes them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like you can just throw anything in, in a tortilla. It's just a tortilla. Yeah. And the tortillas are so good. Mm-hmm. The local Texas grocery store, H-E-B, mm, has like, H-E-B. yeah, so good. They have like a pack of 30 corn tortillas for like a dollar or a dollar fifty. Steal. And they're so good. I tried the Whole Foods ones actually before mm-hmm. and they are like... Like, I didn't even finish the whole pack. We still have two left. And there was 12 for, like, $1.50 versus 30 for $1.50 and just, like, delicious. Mm, yeah, they're very good. So, and if you're more into the flour tortilla lifestyle, H-E-B also makes all of their own fresh flour tortillas. Yeah, H-E-B is the way to go if you have access to one. Mm. Hopefully you do. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's the best. It is the best. Okay, Hannah, what coffee shop have you been chilling studying at lately well there is one on the list that i know we both love so i'll let you talk about that one but a second favorite that i just recently discovered uh is called bayou heights beer garden coffee so i've been to bayou heights beer garden it's a really cute little place uh it's mostly outdoor seating a lot of those long kind of picnic tables and some indoor bar space. The food is so good. It's one of those places where the Brussels sprouts specifically are just very delicious. You know, mm. it's one of, one of those kinds of restaurants. Um, great bar space too, though. The drinks are always tasty and they always have something on the TVs for sports, but it's not like an overwhelming sports bar. You know what I mean? Really great space for like community style dinners if you want to get a bunch of friends together to go out there and, and have dinner there. So I've been there a few times and there's always been this building off to the side that looks kind of like maybe it's a kitchen space. Maybe it's it just looks more uh, official, like it's for the people who work there. It's not a public space for people to go into because the windows were kind of tinted and there wasn't exactly like a front door. Like I wasn't really sure if you would go into it. But the other day I was looking for a place to study and this place popped up on the map as a coffee shop. I was like, Bayou Heights Beer Garden that's not a coffee shop but I looked at it I was like you know what if there is a coffee shop great if it's not a coffee shop I'll hang out at Bayou Heights Heights Beer Garden that sounds fine too (laughs) and get there and find this little side door go in and it's just the coziest little spot I mean it's not a lot of space so if it's crowded or full downside there as far as finding a good study spot but when it's not so crowded and I think I was there on like a Saturday so like a day that you would normally have more busyness a little more crowded coffee shop and was able to snag a really good spot on a couch really comfortable plenty of space to spread out there's a table there if I wanted to use that there are also a couple empty tables if you're more into the chair and table setup for studying Uh, a lot of outlets plenty of space to plug in and the coffee was really good I always like to get an Americano whenever I go to a new coffee shop because it's kind of like my baseline to see if I like the coffee. (laughs) It's my good comparative drink. Um, Plus, I just love Americanos. They're so good. And the Americano, very delicious. Uh, We also got uh, a tea, and the tea was really tasty. So I have a bunch of tea, um, and I think... Most of their coffee is roasted locally um, at this from this other coffee shop that I really enjoy called Tenfold. So that can be featured on another episode. But plenty of good coffee, plenty of good seating. And if you're looking for a snack or dinner right afterward, you can just go straight next door to the beer garden and grab a delicious dinner. That sounds like a great setup. 
Mm-hmm. I really I, liked it. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. Yeah. Oh, and lots of windows. So really oh, good natural love. lighting. Love, love that. Very cozy. Mm. All right, Kate. What about you? Well, like you mentioned, <laughs> we both love this place. It's called the Coffee House at West End. So this coffee shop is connected to a church, and it's just like this big three-story coffee house type of thing and Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful inside it's it reminds me of like a mountain cabin almost and it's got like this really pretty piano right on the right when you walk in and I will say what really sold me on this coffee shop was the last time I went I was going by myself early morning just for a few hours to get some studying in And since I don't drink caffeinated coffee, I usually like to get like a tea drink or like a matcha latte or something like that. Um, But, you know, sometimes I don't really want a matcha latte. Sometimes I want something more like on the coffee side or black tea. And so I was looking at their specialty drinks for like Christmas because this was like a couple weeks ago, but they sell Christmas stuff. And they had this like spiced, it was like a London Fog. So London Fog is... Earl Grey tea with steamed milk and vanilla. It was like that, but it was with this winter spiced tea and it was with a little bit of honey. And so I got that and with half sweet, oh my gosh, Mm. it was the best tea drink I've ever gotten outside. Best, yeah, probably the best tea drink I've ever gotten (laughs) outside of what I've made that's like not matcha because I've had some good Fair. matcha. Yeah. Matcha, I feel like is a is a good one to get from another shop, like from a coffee shop. Because I feel like I can make a good matcha at home, but I don't I don't have it down to a science yet. Well, right. And like the matcha latte is a big trend right now. So yeah. there's a lot of good ones out there. But like, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's get some variety. You know, there's more tea than just matcha. Yeah. And I feel like Kate, you and I are pretty crafty and creative when it comes to um formulating our own drinks at home exactly we love a hot drink in the morning yes exactly or the afternoon. <laughs> yeah and so we've come up with like so many delicious drinks that sometimes I'm like well I'm not gonna go to a coffee shop and get a coffee so mm-hmm. like I'd kind of rather just stay home and get a lot of good studying at home because I I can definitely do that but you know when changing up your environment like I want to make it worth it so right. definitely coffee house at west end delicious amazing vibes Mm -hmm. I just am in love with that place right now yeah I love it too and I I feel like it can be a little crowded but if you get there early enough in the day you can pretty much always find a spot Um, especially with our schedules with school um, you know it's not just a Saturday where we have off that would be our only opportunity to go there we could go if we don't have class on a Tuesday or something like that where you can definitely find seating and I feel like they do a pretty good job of um, putting outlets in a lot of places so you can plug in if you're studying and the setup of the three stories I feel like it's very similar to a like college library where the higher up you go the quieter it gets and the more study friendly it gets so the third floor is always very quiet and the first floor it's that nice kind of coffee shop vibe where you get a little background noise yeah I forgot to mention that and that's another thing I love about that coffee shop is because you can get whatever you want there mm-hmm. like study socialize all of it and all the chairs are comfortable I've sat in so many different locations at West End and have yet to find an uncomfortable chair oh love that that's very important it no it really is especially if you're going to be there for like four hours yeah like I think about Tootsuite for example love Tootsuite great little coffee shop we've talked about it before 
But if you get there at a time of day where it's a little more crowded, you might get stuck sitting at the table with just the hard, cold metal bar stools. Yeah. And how are you going to get any studying done sitting on a bar stool? You could study for an hour. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And then is it worth going? Maybe. Maybe. Because they have good treats They there. have good treats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. But anyway, that's the lowdown of Coffee House at West End. Mm-hmm. Definitely try it. Absolutely. Lastly, Hannah, yes, what Kate. specialty are you interested in right now? Well, this specialty has been on my radar for quite some time. I feel like it's always like number two on my list of specialties I'm interested in, but I think it might be at the top of the list right now. Uh, I might've even mentioned it on the last episode, but it's PM and R. So PM and R physical medicine and rehabilitation. This was a specialty I really didn't even know much about until I got to med school. Um, I have a, a good friend who just started her residency in PM and R in San Antonio and I talked to her a little bit about it to just understand more what the specialty is even focused on. But it's really about restoring functional ability and uh, maximizing quality of life for people with any kind of like physical impairment or disability from whether that be injury, spinal cord injury, nerve injury, bone injury, ligament problems, whatever it is. And this could be from injury or it could be from uh, deformity, something you're born with, something like that. Um, but the primary goal of PMNR is to maximize independence and quality of life for uh, these patients. So I really love the idea of working with patients who are on this upward trend, who are, you're really trying to give them a source of inspiration and motivate them and, and help, help them reach their own goals and like help them set those goals, help them see what they're capable of and, and, be an avenue to help achieve that. And especially being at the school that we're at right now with NMED, the opportunities to find innovation in that field, I think would be immense. I really think you can find ways to modify braces, modify prosthetics, create new ways to do therapy, all sorts of stuff. I think it's just, it's a really cool hands-on specialty, which I know um, you and I both love this like hands-on mentality, which is why surgery is so fascinating to us as well. But it's the hands-on satisfaction without surgery, I feel like. And of course, you know, we haven't been there yet. So would love to learn more about it and really get into it. But I think it'd be a really cool specialty to learn more about. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. PM&R sounds very cool. On that note, Kate, is that the specialty that you are currently interested in? Well, I will say yes. But you guys should know that my specialty that I'm interested in changes daily still <laughs> so I say that but it, it could change because I just have no idea what I want to do so and that's totally fine yeah. I love getting the daily lean over the table and whisper in my ear Hannah now I am interested in blah 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 <laughs> <You know? laughs> and just being like all right Kate see you same time tomorrow tell me what you're interested in then <laughs> yeah it's yeah that's I'm sure it's entertaining. It's entertaining for me too. But it's also like when people ask me, mm-hmm. I just say, I don't know at this point. Because and that's totally fair. Yeah. Well, because I used to say what I was interested in at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, but then I have to update all the people who I told <laughs> what I was interested in. So I will update you all because you are our special podcast listeners. There it is. But PM&R specifically, um, 
I'm kind of leaning pediatrics. Mm. That's been a common thread for me for the last few months now. I would agree. I feel like anytime you've mentioned a specialty you're interested in, it's always specifically the pediatrics of that specialty. Yeah. Well, because I just love working with kids. Mm -hmm. I've always loved like volunteering with kids and, um, they just, I just like have way more energy to do work and like be excited about work or volunteering when I'm doing it with kids. Mm-hmm. So especially in the context, I think of PM&R, like working with kids to help them have just a really fun, exciting childhood, despite whatever kind of disabilities they might have coming into the clinic. Yeah, exactly. And so there you have it. Kate is currently interested in pediatric PM&R. Yeah, and honestly, there are so many directions you can go with PM&R. You can go the sports medicine route. You can go family medicine route. You can go spe- like specifically to certain types of joints. You could go into specifically spine. You could go specifically neuro. There are just so many directions you could go with it. Um, it's a really fast-growing field. So excited to just learn more about it and see if it's a good fit. Yeah, me too. Well, there you have it. Our life updates, what we're reading, listening to, cooking, and where we're studying. And most importantly, perhaps what we are most interested in. Thank you for listening. We really enjoyed putting this episode together for y'all. And we would love to hear from you and maybe some stuff you're interested in right now. Maybe what you're reading, maybe some podcasts you like. Coffee shop recommendations yeah. from the Houston area. <laughs> would always take those kinds of recommendations and food recommendations. Mm. We'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at howdyfromhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. And we will catch you on the next episode. See you next time.